0: Welcome back to Inside 4 Walls. This will be the last episode for today about the topic of the train who shot up the school and killed three nine-year-olds and three, you know, staffers. This will be the last episode today about that. More information comes out of the actually release the manifesto. I'll be doing an update about that, but as far as I know, it is 8, 12 a.m. Thursday, March 30th, and that manifesto is still hidden from us. So, we have two articles to get into today. The Federalist article coming up after this one, I have some disagreements with it, but it's a good read nonetheless. It hits a nail right on the fucking head. From New York Post, Mar Taylor Green's Twitter account suspended over a Trans Day of Vengeance post. It wasn't just her, though. This is the article I was going to read from the Post Millennial. The Post Millennial tears into Twitter over it and criticizes Twitter over it, but how's that, that 404 page that I had up on the last episode? They deleted that post while I was recording in real time, so I'm... I read it before I before I record. Well, before I was recording, they were really bashing Twitter over this shit. But the post is gone, so now I can't fucking read it to you. By the, uh, Victor Nava, Rep. Martiller Green's congressional Twitter account was suspended Tuesday after appearing after apparently being swept up in the platform-wide crackdown on posts referencing a so-called Trans Day of of uh, Vengeance protest my ass. In the wake of the Nashville school shooting carried out by a transgendered former student, the far right. Fuck off. Uh give me some examples of how she's far right. I'll wait. Also while you're at it? Can someone definitively prove to me these this claim that she was once a supporter of QAnon? I'll uh, I'll wait. I haven't seen it. In far right, mmm anyone who sticks to the constitution these days is far right. So kind of go fuck yourself New York Post. Uh, let's see. Oh. Shared a screenshot from her personal Twitter account, which remains active, showing that her government account was hit by a seven day ban for violating Twitter's rules on violent speech. Free speech absolutist, Elon Musk. In the offending tweet, Green, a Republican from Georgia, shared an image of a poster uh, promoting uh, an April 1st protest organized by a group called. Our Right to DC and Tran, don't forget, that seeks to stop the trans genocide. What trans genocide? The Georgia Republican accused Twitter of trying to whitewash violence promoting promoted by far left groups on social media. Now, I will say, Elon Musk has done a lot when it comes to far left violence on Twitter. He's banned uh, the account It's Going Down, for example, a retard account that pretty much was just an advertiser where Antifa would be meeting up. Uh, that account got fucking deleted too. So, I wouldn't say that Twitter's inactive and only targeting far left. This was a- they were just scared about spreading the idea of showing up and rioting in D.C., so they silenced the sharing of this post. It's, uh, it's that- it's that, it's that uh, that shallow of a situation. Quote, in the wake of a transgendered shooter targeting a Christian school and murdering kids, every American should know the threat of Antifa-driven trans-terrorism. Twitter should not whitewash the incident of politically motivated violence, Green wrote in a tweet on Tuesday. Based, based tweet. Twitter, uh, slap Green, read that one. Quote, restore my account immediately, Green demanded in another tweet. Uh, tagging Twitter CEO Elon Musk and head of trust and safety Ella Irwin, Irwin had noted to another earlier another user earlier that on Tuesday, Twitter had to automatically had uh, to automatically sweep our platform and remove five thousand plus tweets and retweets of this Trans Day of Vengeance poster. Right here. Let's see uh, if you want to read that. Quote, We do not support tweets that incite violence, irrespective of who posts them. Vengeance does not imply peaceful protest. Organizing or support for peaceful protest is okay, Irwin added. Green sparked outrage on the platform Monday over a post that wasn't removed by Twitter, which suggests that that hormone therapy could be blamed for the Nashville school shooting. Yeah, that's not an unfathomable uh, uh, thought there. You want to know why? It's because testosterone is the chemical in men that make us naturally stronger than women. It also you know, gives the men the... When it comes to fight or flight, it's what gives us the fight instinct. But when given to women in the transitioning process, it makes them violent. It makes them unstable. And for your homework, I will leave you a collection of various articles from various respected medical institutions from various parts of the world that, yeah, when you give females, biological females, testosterone, it causes imbalances. It causes instability, and it causes violent outbursts. Why? Because women don't grow up with it. Men, we grow up with it, right? That's why you have little boys being destructive when they're little and smashing and breaking shit and throwing tantrums super bad all the time because we don't know how to control that that testosterone in us yet. Women who have been women their entire fucking lives and will die women, but once they start taking testosterone, they become unstable. I mean, it's not that it's not a fucking out there thesis or anything. It seems pretty, I don't know, plain and obvious. But all right. Quote, cool. how much hormones like testosterone and medications for mental illness was the transgender Nashville shooter taking, Green asked. Yeah, all of those. And on top of that, one common thread that, like, all mass shooters have in common is being on some sort of antidepressant. So, uh, really seems to be effective, right? It's almost like slapping a Band-Aid over your mental illnesses for years results in an unstable explosion of pent-up instability. Oops. Uh everyone can stop blaming guns now, the lawmaker added. Absolutely. Base. Totally agree. Green's personal Twitter account was permanently suspended uh from the platform uh in January twenty twenty two for repeatedly violating the company's policies on posting misinformation about COVID nineteen pand- ah, ah, ah 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 not true, New York Post. And you follow the Twitter files, so you know better than to say that shit. No. She was posting links and articles from national institutes of health from all around the world. Know how I say that most of my COVID information from the early days of reporting came from the Israeli National Institute of Health? Yeah, it was Green's Twitter I got that information from. Fucking Asmund Gold eventually came around and was like, yeah, you know, COVID might be bullshit. I was like, wow, even Asmund Gold is fucking saying it? Maybe there's hope after all. But, uh, yeah, go fuck yourself. When Musk took over Twitter in 2020, the van was lifted. So why mention it in the first fucking place? The only reason you mentioned that Twitter was to discredit. And it didn't discredit. So uh, I just want to know why you focus on that. But let's move on to this article from The Federalist. Twitter cannot be saved. It's time for spe- free speech proponents to let it die. All right, well, let me tell you something right now. There's a reason why I do not call myself a free speech absolutist. That is a dangerous gauntlet to run. It's a dangerous claim to have. And there are many cases where I would be, I guess, pro-censorship. For example, if I owned a social media platform, there'd be two rules. That's just about it, two. No doxing and no posting of child exploitation. But you listening at home are like, well, that seems pretty basic that still means I'm not a free speech absolutist. So, I'm just saying, if we're, if we're being accurate to what the terms are here, you'll never have a free speech absolutist platform. Gab is the closest you'll get, and they have regulations some of the shit you can't do. You can't dox, and you can't post child exploitation. But, you still have limits on your speech. Even if the limits make sense. At some point, instead of hopping, uh, of hoping the poison vine will produce fine wine. You just have to acknowledge reality and let it die. Well, Sean Davis, you seem a little mad. And you're gonna make a lot of really good points that I ultimately agree with, but shut the fuck up. I had high hopes for Twitter under Elon Musk's watch. After all, how could the tech giant get any worse after banning New York Post, which was founded by Alexander Hamilton? Ick. I like the New York Post. Alexander Hamilton was a cunt. For the crime of reporting on possible corruption of the family of the leading presidential candidate in the middle of a close election. We now have an answer. By banning conservative Christians for reporting on horrific mass shootings, perpetuated by an apparent trans person who hated conservative Christians so much, he stormed a Christian... She... She stormed a Christian school in Nashville, opened fire, and murdered three nine-year-olds and three adult staff. Well, yeah, I don't imagine the staff's made of fucking kids. What happened in Nashville was not just another story on the news. We've worshipped at Covenant Presbyterian. Dear friends of ours, Dear friends of ours work there, and children we've known and loved for years attend school there. We wept throughout the day on Monday, desperately praying and waiting for the news of our friends. And when the dust cleared and the facts began to emerge about the about the demonic evil that visited upon the school on Monday, we reported the facts about what happened. One of those facts was the shooting came just days ahead of a planned Trans Day of Vengeance, an event planned by an outfit called the Trans Trans Radical Activist Group, or Network. Tran. Quote, I am glad I, uh, I was in the Stonewall Riot. The group's webpage announced the event, states, Quote, I remember when someone threw a Molotov cocktail, I thought. My God, the revolution is here. Pictures of radical trans activists uh, sporting T-shirts that state "trans rights or else." I'm getting a shirt that says "trans women are men" and most of them have penises, and I cannot wait to wear that. I live in a fairly blue area. I enjoy I, I enjoy pissing my neighbors off. Yeah, they elected me to local office. I told every one of them I was an anarchist, and they all still voted for me. Hmm. Interesting. Anyway or else, and featured outlines of guns proliferated on social media throughout the week, making clear exactly what these activists desired to happen. Which is why I mocked the New York Post for how they phrased their things earlier. Well, it happened on Monday at a quiet Christian school atop a hill in the middle of Nashville. And by Wednesday afternoon, I was banned by Twitter uh, from accessing my account for reporting on the shooting for reporting on the Trans Day of Vengeance, which may well have inspired a cold-blooded murder. And for sharing a link to a news story from the Daily Wire, another conservative news outlet based in Nashville. yet yeah, people were blaming the Daily Wire for the shooting. Twitter claimed my reporting violated Twitter's terms of service and that I had personally threatened, incited, glorified or expressed a desire for violence such a claim isn't just false it's defamatory sue him absolutely sue him i don't care who owns twitter sue it uh twitter published a notice on my feed which i can no longer even access stating i violated its rules again such a claim is false and defamatory twitter has a right to ban me for whatever reason it wants, but it doesn't have the right to viciously lie about me. See the tweet and Twitter's emails uh, to me yourself. Hi, Sean Davis. Your account, <coughs> Sean, Sean Dav has been locked for violating Twitter rules, specifically violating our rules against violent hate speech. Against violent and violent speech. You may, uh, you may not threaten, incite, glorify, or express a desire for harm or violence. Uh, I read that the cold-blooded mass murder of a at a Christian school in Nashville by an apparent transgendered person came just days after the planned day event, uh, trans day of vengeance organized by the trans radical leftist. Please note that repeat repeated violations may lead to a permanent suspension of your account. Proceed. To Twitter now to fix the issue with your account and we have a response here uh, hello thank you for your patience as we received your appeal request for your account regarding the following our support team has determined that a violation did take place and therefore we will not overturn your de- our decision fuck you too you will not be able to access Twitter through your account due to the violations of Twitter's rules specifically our rules In order to restore accounts' functionality, you can resolve the violation by logging into the account and completing the on-screen instructions, aka delete your post. Fuck you. Ella Irwin, the head of Twitter's Orwellian Trust and Safety Group. Again, it's better now than it was, but it's still pretty bad. And until they have Alex Jones on the platform, I will not change my mind on that. My trust for Elon Musk... Is well suited to not exist. And I've said before, I think i will make the platform better, but I don't trust him because of his connections to China. Well, and here we are in the long run. I might be right about that. Ella Irwin uh, re- claimed on Twitter on Wednesday that the tech company wasn't banning accounts for reporting on the Trans Day of Vengeance. Instead, she claimed the company was merely trying to remove scheduling and logistics information for the event lest people gather and commit violence. She claimed no accounts were being banned or punished for reporting on the event. That is also false. I would include links to Irwin's tweets so that you can read them in full context. Uh, read them in the full context. But unfortunately, I'm banned from accessing the service, so you'll have to take my word for it and ser- or search for yourself. Irwin and others cling to the facade of safety. We're only doing this as so as not to inflame people, lest they join the Trans Day of Vengeance event. Let's be clear about the rationale. It is a lie meant to suffocate both the facts and those precious few of us who dare to report them. It is no different than banning reporting of the Holocaust for fear it might incite someone to launch a new one. Yeah, when you remove people's history, they will only repeat it, actually. Or banning police and accusing them of murdering because they posted a wanted poster uh, with the picture of a murderer on the loose. I know what you're referencing there, too. What the people behind the censorship are truly worried about is the prospect of American people understanding the true evil underlying the transgender ideology and the danger it poses to the country and its survival. They don't want to understand how every major institution of power in this country bends the knee to the radical left movement, to the radical trans movement, tells it adherents. They are victims and tells them that anyone who utters the verboten truth that boys cannot become girls and girls cannot become boys wishes to commit genocide against the so-called trans community. What do you think is the logical conclusion of telling delusional, mentally ill people being surgically mutilated and pumped full of hormones that Christians and conservatives want to commit genocide against them. That's the question you're not allowed to ask. Because they know you'll answer it. Because you watch with your own eyes what happened in Nashville on Monday. Martellia Green, a Republican member of Congress, was banned from accessing her account for highlighting the radical trans activist day of vengeance. Luke Rakowski of We Are Change, an investigative reporter uh, for the Daily Wire. Really? Look, Rakowski? Is that not... Okay, that's not Rakowski. I autopiloted on that one. Anyway, whose article I linked to in my tweet was banned from accessing his account, Tom Elliott, who runs the invaluable media clip service, Gabian, was banned from accessing his, cont- his account. I am banned from accessing my account unless I delete a tweet that Twitter itself has already removed from my feed. Oh, trust me, I was banned for like eight months over uh, over sharing a, what the hell was that? Over sharing a Hunter Biden smoking crack video because I, I, I shared a video without the person in the video's permission, even though it was a public figure. Right, no, I, I totally get where you're coming from with that frustration, actually. Um, was banned from accessing, removed from my feed. If it walks like a duck and talks like a duck, it's probably a duck. And if it walks like a target targeted ide- ideological censor, uh, censorship of conserv- let me retry it again. And if it walks like targeted ideological censorship of conservatives for the crime of reporting the facts and acknowledging biological reality, then it's probably targeted ideolo- ide- ideological censorship of conservatives, reporters, publishers, and even elected representatives. I fumbled through that, but yeah. As someone who regularly uses Twitter to both publish and consume the news, I was hopeful Musk would be able to clean out the rot inside Twitter once he took over. I hoped he would make a make good on his promises to restore Twitter as a free speech platform. I even pointed uh I even pointed up the ponied up the $8 per month fee for his Twitter blue service cuz I want to support his efforts a lot of good that uh, a lot of good that did well the twitter file i mean it's not like nothing came out of it it's now Abundantly clear that despite spending a whopping $44 billion to acquire the company, Musk isn't in charge of it. I don't know who actually is, but nobody who believes in free speech would spend the days after a mass shooting banning Christian conservatives and prominent reporters and news publications as well as elected representatives for having the audacity to report on what happened and... What might have caused it? After all, you can judge a tree by its fruits. Nearly a year ago, to the day, another reporter for The Federalist was also banned from accessing his account. Hold on. Uh, accessing his account unless he deleted a tweet deemed offensive by Twitter's Bolshevik censors. John Davison was banned from tweeting that Rachel Levine formally... Richard Levine, a high-ranking Biden administration official who claims to be transgendered, is indeed a man. And that no amount of lipstick or dressing up can change the biological reality. He linked to the story on the topic from the Babylon Bee, a popular Christian conservative satire site. His account was locked. Now goddamn, this fucking sun is rising, getting in my fucking eyes and constantly goddamn blinding me. Fucking hell. can't move anywhere The fucking sun hit me in the face. May also be why my computer's so hot. Fucking. The fucking sun's just sitting there beaming on this fucking thing. Uh, let's see. Banned from accessing it ever since... Uh, are you noticing a trend? Our pleas for his account to be unlocked fell on deaf ears. When a rage-filled, mentally ill trans person shot up a school, the media blamed Republicans or the NRA or gun makers or anyone other... What the hell? Or anyone other than the shooter, and her uh, warped ideology. Then they turned uh, they turned the victims into villains, and they turned the murderer into a martyr. And they might pay the consequences for that one eventually. What the hell is going on with this? Is my rolling wheel right clicking? when I roll? Huh. Twitter responded. No differently. It didn't ban us. It locked us out of our accounts for lying. But for telling the truth? Why? Because the facts of Monday's mass murder are fatal to the left-wing narrative, and the only thing the left-wing and its martyrdom in its myriad of institutions, in the government, business, and media, care about is the narrative. The narrative must be protected at all costs, even if it means lying about the facts and those of us who report them. No amount of lofty rhetoric or grandiose plans from Musk about his love of free speech and the facts can compete uh, can complete uh, can compete with the cold, hard reality. That the service he owns doesn't just oppose free speech. Twitter detests it, and it never didn't. The the totalitarian drones, who spend their days scoring the internet. Uh, Internet for anyone who dares say the emperor has no clothes, boys can't become girls, and the radical activists are murdering people. Who oppose their evil ideology proves that Twitter of twenty twenty-three under Musk is the same anti free speech cesspool it was in twenty twenty two. When it banned under false pretenses the long the longest running paper in circulation in the Ameri- uh, in America from reporting on corruption allegations surrounding Joe Biden and his son. <coughs> sorry. As my friend and colleague John Davison, also banned by Twitter from accessing his account, noted in a discussion this morning, quote, censorship of reportage or discussion of violent extremist groups, whether trans or jihadi, under the pretext of one's promising violent extremism, is some next level Orwellian bullshit, and only serves to reiterate the point I made in my recent, in period, oh, dude, yes, uh, premise article about Twitter files. so I am a former Hillsdale college student. I get theirs in the fucking mail. And those are great reading material. Um, let's see Twitter files all social media content moderation is censorship and propaganda all of it. Twitter is toast and the sad truth of the matter, is that Musk either can't or won't fix it. Musk may, have, may never get his $44 billion back if he doesn't fix the platform he doesn't deserve it back. But until Twitter uh, repents and stops producing rotten fruit, conservatives should keep their $8 in their pockets. At some point, instead of hoping the poison vine will produce fine wine, you just have to acknowledge the reality and let it die. Sean Davis is CEO and co-founder of The Federalist. He previously worked as an economic policy advisor for Governor Rick Perry, as CEO of the day, uh, as CFO of the Daily Call. That's Tucker Carlson's news outlet, and as chief investigator for Senator Tom Co- uh, Coburn. Oh, really? Okay. He was named by The Hill as one of the top congressional staffers under the age of 35 for his role in spearheading the enactment of the law created uh, Created USA Spending.gov. Sean received a BBA, or Better Business Association, in finances from Texas. Uh, oh, I guess I know what a BBA is. My bad. Uh, up here, uh, there's BBB. I can't remember what BBB stands for. It's like Better Business Bureau. And then. Uh, in other parts of the state, the same company operates as uh, a, uh, operates under a similar name as BBA, which is Better Business Association. So I just assumed, and that's what I get for doing that. In finance, from Texas uh, Texas Tech University, and an MBA in finances and enviro- uh, entrepreneurial management from the Wharton School. He can be reached via email at SeanTheFederalist That brings us to the end of this episode. Actually, you know what, real quick? So let's let's look at some of these real quick. Uh yeah. So different uh camera angles and body cam footage caught different looks on the shoes. So why does Aubrey have a different uh different shoes on in the security cam footage than she does in the police body cam footage? Convenient uh Covenant Christian School, in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh Yeah, why does Nashville Shooter have Puma Shoes on in the security camera footage and vans on in the body cam footage? Were there two shooters? Did this even happen? It, it happened. Calm down, Alex. It it, it happened. Now, Crisis Actor? Sure. That's the one they don't get with Alex Jones. Because he said there could be Crisis Actors, right? Crisis actor doesn't imply people weren't killed. It just says the shooter was a crisis. Like, for example, the CIA asset that opened fire from a hotel balcony in Las Vegas over a country music festival. Now look, the band sucked. But that guy got all those guns up there and he had former, like, counterintelligence you know, like clearance and shit? Nah. Nah. I don't think it's out there to assume that this is, you know. I think it's a little verbose. It's definitely fucking weird. And I'm not ab- uh, above saying, yeah, yeah, I, the government, the government wouldn't do, we wouldn't stage its own mass shooting. It, it absolutely would. Uh, Kent State, uh, Kent State did happen, but this is weird. This is weird. The shoes do change. I heard the idea that like the body cam footage has higher resolution than the security camera footage, so they just didn't pick up. But I feel like you would see some orange on here, and the cuts different. You know, it's a little weird. It's a little, it's a little weird. Let's, let's click through these. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Woof. Again, it's interesting, and... I definitely would say this is the same fucking shooter. No, no question about it. But. So, uh, yeah, you know, this, uh... Oops, give me one second here. Realize I, I misread one of their comments earlier. Let's move on. But yeah, if... Uh, so some people are saying, well, they're the same shoe, you know, just security camera quality versus body cam quality. You would see a few pixels of orange, and that white line wouldn't be so visible on a pair of Vans because Vans is that thin line. So there's a weird shit abound, bruh. Oh, damn, this person took a... Hmm. <laughs> I know, I'm such a nice guy. <laughs> the fire vans it's so weird this person's face looks like a Japanese man's dick (laughs) (laughs) not not my joke but the funniest fucking one I've seen with this situation I don't know it's definitely very fucking weird now I have a few thoughts about the shoe situation man and uh yeah the shoe thing is very 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 fucking weird the Nashville shooter. Take a look. This is the security camera footage of the Nashville shooter. Take a look at their shoes. They appear to be all black and white Pumas. Uh. Ooh. Well, yeah. Actually, if you look, if you look now, look now, I look, and I saw that clip. If you look at, it they say some shit. All black and white. Or look at Pumas. the back when she walks in the room. You see that shit? Yeah. Those are not the same shoes. Now let's compare them to the shoes in the body camera. Yeah, those are not the same shoes at all. One more time. Also, what angle did they get shot at? Real quick. Because that's not a natural position for a body to fall in if they were shot from behind. Which is what the reports and the assumption are here. this person was shot from behind in the back of the head, why are they laying this position here? One more time. Security camera footage. Body camera footage. Yeah... Actually, the One body camera. F- is not like the other. Actually, the body camera footage is a shittier quality than the school security camera footage. Interesting. Is the security camera footage interesting, the- folks? Like I've said, the shoe thing is very fucking weird. I have a few thoughts about it. So look, we all know this chick wanted to shoot up a couple different places that day, and she's a female, so you know, accessorize, accessorize, accessorize. Uh, I definitely think there's only one shooter, I think it most likely is the same shooter, though I, again, the shoe thing is very fucking weird, there are no answers to this question, there's only a hypothesis, maybe she found them in a locker, liked them, maybe, Tim Poole said some weird shit, like, well, maybe she shot a student and took their shoes off, what in the fallout, Skyrim, pickpocketing, grave looting fuck kind of logic is that, I know I just shot this kid, but let me take the damn sneakers off him real quick. And this is a chick, so, you know, she ain't gonna fit none of the adult shoes. None, none of the men's that, shoes that she killed. These are men's shoes, as far as I can tell, right? So it's like, uh, nah, she she would have bought both of these pairs of shoes, or, like, I don't know. The The thing with the shoes is so fucking weird right now. Come on, guys. Attention to detail. Not another sloppy job. Did Did Aubrey Hale bring an extra pair of shoes to change into between murders? That's actually kind of my hypothesis here a little bit. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, because we know she was planning on breaking into a few different places that day, right? Uh, oh, that's the uh, Nevada shooter guy right there. Or the Las Vegas shooter guy there. Gotcha. Um, yeah. It's definitely a very weird situation. Now, like like I said, you know, broken window, blood, and all that shit. It says it didn't, it don't mean nothing. Yeah, exactly what I was saying. Tim pulls her around saying, you know, it could have to do with, like, maybe he killed a chick and took her shoes. And I'm like, are you retarded? No. Maybe she found these in a locker or in a fucking somewhere, but I'm going to lean towards she brought two pairs of shoes. And if she didn't bring them, there is a much deeper question we need to be answered here. And I'm not above saying the government's involved in any way. I would totally put money in on government involvement in this situation. I mean, how long till we find out this person was on their radar? You know, how long till we find out this person was, you know, under FBI surveillance? It always happens. Actually, isn't that a... That a fucking That's the same shoe! It's the same shoe! Tim's wearing it on his fucking head! That's funny! Ah. I like Tim, but... Sometimes he's so fucking off the mark. You just kind of have to call it out. Hmm. But that being said, there's not much to say with the shoe thing. There's a lot of hypothesis. If people got more information on it, please leave me a link in the description below. I'd love to know more about it. But that being said, this has been Inside Four Walls. I've been your host, James and Until next time, I'll catch y'all later.